0: Good good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world, it is your boy, C I W Z Y live action, the Culture Talks podcast. We are back again with another guest today. We have, forgive me if I'm wrong, and when when he jumps on here, we'll make sure he pronounces it correctly for me, but Kwaku Dua. Um, we have a gentleman. He's a DJ. He's a creative. He's a he's a he's a power mover. He's a individual who is doing his thing here in Kansas City. Great DJ, um, great human. I, I look forward to this conversation we're about to have. I've been consuming his content via IG and just seeing some other interviews he's done for the past couple of months. Great individual doing a lot of dope stuff. So. I look forward to you guys getting to know who he is today, learning a little bit about his story, and hopefully following his journey from here on out after you listen to this podcast. Um, so, we'll have him on here in just one moment. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll be back in just a second with our guy, DJ Kwaku. One. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, we were gonna come back with guest after guest after guest, and we are here with Kweku Dua or DJ Kweku. Or, matter of fact, what do you What do you go by when you when you like are at an event? Is it DJ Six Five? Is it DJ Kweku? Um, DJ Six Five. Yep. Okay. All right. Word up. Tell us. Tell us where the Six
1: Five came from. So I stand six feet five inches. That's where that start. That's where that started from. And you know, when I first got to DJing, my buddies would always just be like, "Yo, DJ six five, DJ six 5 and then um, it stuck. I was like, "If it ain't broke, don't fix it," and uh, right. I branded it instead of just doing the numbers six and five. I was like, "Let me spell it out and kind of do something creative." So that's when the handprint came came into play. So here we are, man, five years later in the game, DJ
0: six five still standing tall. Um, it seems like five is going to be a heavy number in this conversation because my first question was going to be, if you had to describe yourself in five words, what would you say?
1: Ah, So five words to describe myself. I would say first word is going to be passionate. Um, I'm big on passion. I always will be. It's the driving force of like a lot of the the ways I move and think in my life. Um, Passionate, humble, driven, focused, and blessed. Those are the, those are the, the, five words I could say are definitely the cornerstone
0: of who I am as a man I love that I love that and I kind of want to touch on what you said there last you said blessed and I see a lot of people I say this a lot too like I'm I'm quote-unquote guilty I mean I have a reason behind it but a lot of individuals say I'm blessed or how you doing today blessed or like they respond to people blessed so when you say like you know describing yourself that you're blessed what exactly do you mean by that specifically? Um, for
1: me, being blessed is seeing another day on earth and being able to I mean, there's so there's so many ways to, to for us to be blessed that I could I could give you a laundry list, bro, just in my personal life. But honestly seeing another twenty four is the very first thing. Like as soon as I'm up in the morning I pray and I and I give God glory for giving me another another twenty four and blessing me with the even just the ability to open my eyes and breathe and have a new day of life. Um it's just it's a very fundamental thing that we overlook, but I mean, if you're alive, like, you're blessed. I know oftentimes we can kind of get caught up in in the BS we deal with in life and whatnot, but if you're alive and you have, another ch- you have another day and chance to fulfill your purpose or your passion, see family members, just be alive, like, you're blessed. We're all blessed, bro. So that's
0: where it starts for me, is just being here. Love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to hit you with probably the most annoying question all of us tall people get, but... When you were growing up, did you play basketball or any sports, volleyball, anything of that nature? Yes,
1: yeah, so I played everything. Um, everything. I was trash to soccer. I had no foot skills. Um, I was just un- I was uncoordinated my whole life, bro. Not even gonna cap with you. Very clumsy uh, soccer. I was faster than everybody, but I didn't have the coordination. Um, I played football for a little bit, but I was coming off of a basketball knee injury, so I'm like, you know what, this probably isn't the best time for me to play football you know it's uh-huh. being tall like, they're gonna go for your legs and I was not about to lose a scholarship or deal with that nonsense but basketball and track were my primary sports.
0: Love it, love it. Powerful love it. And, and, and the four hundred meter dash and track. And where did you where did you grow up? So where did you participate in sports? Where did you like get your you know your swag from? Where exactly you come up from yeah.
1: Yeah, man. So I grew up. I was born um, originally in Queens. So I'm first generation Ghanaian American. I was born in Queens, New York, and um, very long in my life, I would say maybe after a year or so, we came to Kansas City, and I've been I spent most of my life in Kansas, in North Kansas City, Missouri. Went to uh, Tonka High School for a little bit, and then I graduated from Liberty. So North KC is my stomping grounds, bro. I know every
0: every every corner, you know. So that's where it all started for me. I love it because I wonder what it is, honestly, like North Kansas city has like Northeast and North Kansas city have some of the highest populations of Africans, like in the entire city. Like if you go to yeah. Winnetonka or you go to just North Kansas city high school, like crazy amount of Africans wow. and it's it's yeah. just yeah. popping. I wonder why that is. I mean, I understand why Northeast is, but I wonder why North Kansas city is so populated with Africans. But, but with, yeah. with, with that, can you talk a little bit about like growing up in like a Ghanaian home? Like, what was that like? What was the what was the food yeah, like? What were your parents like? What was that experience? Uh, see,
1: it, honestly, it was one of those blessings you don't realize until you're older, you know. And I used to I used to be shy and and I was slightly embarrassed, you know, about my African dialect, my heritage, because you know, not to, not any racial bias, but like white kids don't understand and sometimes you might get teased for for your skin color or your name etc like kids would always laugh when a substitute teacher would come in and butcher my name it's like they always just waiting for it to happen and as a kid like that's embarrassing um but now that I'm a man I'm fully fully embracing of my culture and who I am because it it is who I am so I'm I'm 100% like pro-black pro-African you know what I mean and I, and I wear that on my sleeve because I was so embarrassed of it. My As I've become older and gone back on my own, I'm like, this is my identity. But growing up in a Ghanaian household, was very humbling, bro. Um, they don't play, African parents don't play that. <laughs> we, we were, on, we're on discipline. Yeah, they don't play that. Uh, we was raised on discipline, hard work. And, um, you know, with them knowing that we're growing up in, in America compared to what they were growing up in, they made sure that they checked us and they held us in check. We were given a lot of freedoms as I got older. Like my teen years, I had a lot more flexibility than most people I know. Um, they kind of they tended to back off a little bit as we got older. But in the early days, yeah, man, it was good. It was very – it was a lot of discipline, I will say that. I got whooped all the time. You know, your boy was always causing trouble in class. And, and I wasn't a bad kid, but I would just talk a lot. And um, one day my mom came to uh, my classroom and checked me, bro. Like I had to apologize to the teacher in front of the whole class. I had to apologize to the class for being a disruption. And I said, I don't want to do this, but she was prepared to whoop me. So I'm like, okay, I would rather apologize than get my butt torn apart in the class. And from that moment, we got home. She said, you have to understand you're being raised by an African mother. And back home, they whoop the teachers whoop you. So she said, "Don't take advantage of it just because you're in America." And from then on, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my act together." Um, but yeah, the food and everything—I didn't. I did i was not really too. I wasn't too appreciative of the food and the culture, like I was saying when I was growing up. But as, like I said, now that I'm a man, uh, it's everything. So, it's been very, it's, it's been very good to to live in both and
0: embrace both cultures. I think that's typical in like first generation, like, uh, like children, like from any immigrant family, like is they're like, kind of like, it's weird. It's kind of like how you explained as a child is it's not exactly, maybe a few people will look at it as cool, but most people are going to come at you with jokes. Like, you know, people are going to come at you. They're going to try to play with your name. They're going to try to play with your culture. They're going to, all they know is like the TV. All so they're going to try to call you Tarzan and just weird shit. Right. And so, yeah, so African, it's, it's, African it's
1: I heard, oh, oh, that was man. the key
0: one. That was the key one. You people used Hold to that. remember, remember <laughs> you remember when uh Tom's like started like trying to give money back to Africa and stuff with their little organization thing. So yes. like I started, I started rocking Tom's to school because they were like some cheap shoes that were like, you know, good to wear. And so mm-hmm. like my homies used to be like, Hey bro like they anyways they used to try to like clown me and they're like hey y'all wouldn't y'all wouldn't have them shoes anyways if it wasn't for the fact that they given after i was like bro i've been in america the past 10 years i bought these with my own money he's like nah them got donated to you boy and i'm like yeah all right whatever what yeah, what high school did you go to i went to basically all the independent schools so chrisman truman the the alternative school dropped out for a year so i was all over the place Gotcha. and where's your family from yeah, so my family's from Tanzania, from East Africa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Africa. Africa. yeah, it's good vibes. Have you been back to, to Ghana since you guys, like like in your adulthood? Oh, definitely. I've been back the past two Decembers. Speak on that. Speak on when those experiences.
1: Yeah, so going back for the first time, um, I went back first time as an adult in 2018. And I had I hadn't been in 15 years. So um, prior to going, and this is gonna kind of segue. I, I might. Uh, I saw the outline, but this is gonna segue into my um, my nonprofit. Um, I hadn't been in 15 years, so I was just ready to embrace it, man. I I knew I wanted to do something big. I knew I wanted to do something global, and I knew I wanted to do something to give back. So with that being said, I went. Um, I had planned to kind of start my nonprofit in Ghana, going back on this trip, and uh, I brought my camera. I brought some dj equipment and man we had the first global Ways foundation event for the save them young kid um orphanage and this was just after two days after i had arrived and it was the, this honestly the biggest blessing of my life just to be able to connect with those children and leave a lasting impact in, in someone else's life and especially the less fortunate um i we, we, we can circle back. I don't know how, you know, you want to carry on. Oh, no, things. it's
0: cool. I was actually going to stay on that. I was going to have you like dive into a little bit more deeper yeah. description of why you started Global Waves.
1: Right. Um, but to, I'll segue, but to answer your question, going back as an adult is very eye opening because not being there in 15 years, Ghana has progressed a lot. It's one of the forefront African countries. We're doing amazing things over there. And I'm just so proud to see the growth of the country. Um, there are some countries in, in Africa that are still, um, you know, facing <clears throat> political discrimination, governmental control. So to see the freedom Ghana has and the business opportunities, um, the landscape, the entertainment industry, the artistic freedom, everything, I'm just, I'm very proud and happy to see where my country's going. Um, it's a big difference from, you know, 15 years prior of me going. And uh, Recently, we've been having... Um, past two years we've had Afrochella and Afro Nation in Ghana and those events are just so such big cultural um events that you you can't just help but fall in love with your culture even more like we had Rick Ross and we had Rick Ross Beyonce Cardi B T.I. um a bunch of other celebrities kept coming back to Ghana the past couple years so that just shows the growth and the progress right there Beforehand, the only people, uh, notable notable figures from America that had been coming over there and making it known had been Barack Obama. Um, Bill Clinton had had came during his presidency, Um, Akon, etc. But nobody really, it wasn't like a cool thing to do to go back to Ghana, essentially. So to see where we're at now and bringing in all these international acts and all the progress, man, it's a blessing. It's something that us as first generation have to go back and experience. Otherwise you, you won't be able to really, you know, get a full grasp on it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think like further, further on that topic, I think it's really dope as we see over the past three to four years. And it's just building up now is like the popularity of Afro, Afro beat music or just Afro music in, in general is just blowing up. And I love it. I love it. Sometimes I get a little like irritated when some artists in America try to copy it, but at the same time I understand that's what helps it also grow even more. So um, and we're starting to see a lot of American artists like start to you know future different artists from from Tanzania, from from yeah. from Nigeria, from Ghana, from all these different countries Nigeria
1: is the leading forefront of the Afrobeat movement. They just got so much talent, man. And not to say other every country in Ghana has a lot, in Africa has a lot of talent, but Nigeria tends to push out the most um, high profile artists.
0: Yeah, I think it gives me kind of like a vibe of like if we were to think about like hip hop in like the like '90s and early 2000s, New York City is not the only city producing dope hip hop acts, but it was pushing a lot of artists out, like a lot of pop and artists. And it's like yeah. that vibe. Obviously there's other states that are pushing out dope artists and will you know, and it'll start to collectively get bigger across the nation. But I think it'll be the same thing in, in Africa. Is like right now, obviously there's like the main artists, most of them are from Nigeria. We have a few yeah. big artists from South Africa. I know we have a big artist in Tanzania, Diamond Platinums, but but Where's like yeah, yeah, exactly. But but overall i think all the countries are going to start contributing over the next 10 years and it's just super oh, yeah. dope to see and 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 people like uh people like burna boy who are really like paving the way paving all the right. way for 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 that community to you know go international you feel me yeah they're going crazy man speaking of that do you do you, like when you're doing any dj events are you like is a lot of afrobeats on your playlist or is it more just depending on
1: so, I will say that it, um, I play to the crowd, but if I have my way, like tomorrow I'm DJing a pool party at one light. You might have to slide through if you're in KC. Um, DJing a pool party at one light. If I have my way and I can play what I want, you, Afro Beats are, are, will be played on repeat. Afro Beats, Reggaeton, Dancehall, yeah. it's my, my cream crowd you know. I like everything, but those three right there for me are – you just can't go wrong, especially like day party vibes, rooftop vibes, et cetera, you know, where people come to move a little bit. Cause the thing with hip-hop, sometimes, like, people can kind of get in, like, I'm just that, that I'm in that, I'm that cool guy, you know? They yeah. post up, they might throw up, blah, 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 but with Afrobeat, dancehall, reggaeton, like you want to move, you feel, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot more. There's a lot more flavor in the music. So
0: absolutely, those are, absolutely.
1: I love to dance. I've been salsa dancing, Afrobeat dancing, like that's that's what I love to do.
0: I like to move. So that's my goal, man. My next goal is like like so. My brother does Afrobeat music. He's starting to transition. I'll send you his music after this. But um, Definitely. like starting to transition out of it. But like when I was in L.A. living with him, like. Uh, we were having to go to all these clubs, which were, like, specifically, but specifically Afrobeat events, like AfroGoGo, like, uh, there was, like, there's just so many different, like, events going on, and I was, like, feeling kind of embarrassed, because I didn't know how to, like, dance, I was feeling, like, non-rhythmic, I was like, damn, I'm African, I'm in these Afrobeat events, I need to be able to, like, turn up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) like, I was, like, a little, I was a little so I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta learn how to start. You know, I want to go to like some Afrobeat classes or something. Hopefully, we get something yeah. popping out here in Kansas City that has some shit like that, so I can learn.
1: <laughs> I will definitely
0: be there. Hey, the show. I want to get better at it too. The show. So, speak, speak a little bit about like um, how you you grew your business, like when it comes to DJing, like in Kansas City. How did you get your name out there? I mean, you're a fairly young individual, and, and you're doing pretty well in the city. And so, tell tell us how you grew your business, how you marketed yourself, how you got out there and networked.
1: So it's that's a really good question. Um, back in 2017 20, 20, or eighteen, I've been I've been really developing my brand since I first started. I have never taken um, any chance I can. I'm going to promote my six five the six five collection, or I'm going to do hashtag leave your handprint. Um, branding is, 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 is really the cheat code, bro. Branding and talent, especially with a market like KC, connections and getting to know everybody that's just going to come because it's not that big. So you need to make sure your talent's in check and you need to make sure your branding's in check because most of us want to be seen outside of Kansas city. But if people come to your Instagram or your Facebook, um, and they don't see that you have a a big branding presence, they're going to take you seriously. So for instance, just from you seeing me on social media, like we've never met in person, but just from you seeing what I have on social media, you already know the five, you already know the leave your handprint, and You already know the brand overall six, five. So that boom, my job is done. You know what I'm saying? So really branding has been my, my, um, my edge. And I remember telling a friend specifically of mine, she's in the modeling and fashion industry in town. And I remember telling her in 2017, um, my last year of college, I'm like, it was summertime I was like, at this point next year, I will be the best branded DJ in Kansas City. I might not be the best because, you know, skill comes over time. I'm still very new. It's only my fifth year DJing. I'm like, I'm not going to be better than the OGs, but I will be better branded and I will have better content consistently because I know how to work a camera. um, I know how to work my mouthpiece and I know how to create dope, just dope visuals. So that's what I've been doing, man. Just consistently building my brand. Um, trying cool logo alterations, different stuff like that, while I'm continuing to build my skill. That way, when my skills top tier, like I'm in the one percent, the brand is going to be just right. You know, so love that's that. where we at with it, man.
0: I love that. I love that. People, people, build your
1: brand. I don't care what industry you're in. Your brand has to be has to be on point. Otherwise, you will not stand out.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. That's like. I had, I had just a few calls throughout this week with different individuals and like that ended up just being the main topic of every conversation when I was talking about how they can grow their social, how they can grow their, 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 their fan engagement, everything. I was like, (laughs) bro, it all just comes back to what you're talking about right there. And just having a solid brand, a story and and having it out there. People can't see you. If people, if you're like, I mean, this is like the, the very like, first thing, if people can't see you, period, then you really aren't going to grow, I had a friend who was, like, trying to blow up music, and their pages were on private, I'm like, bro, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though, but, like, people really are, kind of, people are kind of, like, I'm not saying they're dumb, but they're just thoughtless, and they're unaware of, like, how important your story is, how important your image is when it comes to just growing whatever you're trying to do, you know what I'm saying, so, I feel you on it. That. That's fire. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. And so let's 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 jump into and stay well, I said jump into. Let's stay in music. So who inspired you to like become a DJ? Who inspires you to get into music?
1: Yeah. Um he'll probably see this at some point, but Sean Damo is my um his name is Rashawn. Um he's my best friend, longtime brother. He's the one that led me into music. I remember one day I'll never forget it. He hit me up like the day after he first did recorded a song, because he we've been freestyling in our in my my car, we've been freestyling in my parents' basement, freestyling for years, bro. And he finally got the chance to um 2015. Finally got the chance to record in the studio. He called me when he left. He's like, bro, I got this song. I got to show you, man. This is crazy. Like I sound amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to know you've been good for years. And um, since then, he next day he invited me to the studio. I checked it out. I was like, okay. And I was looking at the, I was looking at him working with the engineer, and I'm like, hmm, that's gonna be me in that seat, you know, either producing for him or just being like the guy making it happen. Because I've always been good with with um, creative technology. Um, and he's like, yeah, bro, I'm gonna need a DJ for my shows, and I was like, we on it? Let's. What I need? What I need to invest? As everything, I went home. I did my research. Got some turns started, and a few months later, I got logged garage band started making some beats. Um, just started, you know, just experimenting, bro. And 20, I got 2015 was the year that changed my life because that's the first year I started doing anything musically related. Bought a guitar, bought a keyboard, and just been at it ever since. So, Rashawn probably led me to music, and he changed my life. He's got some
0: fire music. I'm I have to plug you man it's me and me and that dude make some serious some serious records. Absolutely definitely as soon as we off here we, we, we gotta exchange links of music. There's actually a fun thing I gotta show you. Hold up I gotta go to your Instagram page. There was like a song that I think you were involved in or you were promoting. It might have been your friend that you were just talking Sean there, but yeah. I, let me see if I can find it real quick. But there was a there was a girl that was featured on the song um dang what's her name? um yes so so fun fun fact fun fact my older sister grew up with her and they were like super close friends like growing up so when I was like getting ready to interview you I was like showing my sister you know like I was like yeah this is a gentleman I'm about to interview and she's like oh he must be gunning because she. She knows, you know, she knows all the culture, you know, all the cultures across the really? continent. She grew up there. Me, I'm just an American boy, but she's like African African, so she understands all the different cultures and stuff. So she yeah. like was telling me that and I was like, Oh, Snap, wasn't your best friend growing up the name Laura No? And then like, she was like, Yeah, I was like, or like your good friend, and she's like, Yeah, and I was like, Oh, Snap, this dude done did a song with her. Oh my gosh, she's on that record, bro. Yeah, heard- that was crazy. Small world, man, small world. Have you heard the song? I didn't. I didn't get to hear the song. I ain't gonna cap, but I'll check it out for sure.
1: <laughs> Smooth vibes for sure.
0: Who are some of your some of your you know? Obviously, Sean's gonna be up there on in, in the top five. But who are some of your favorite artists here in Kansas City?
1: Um, that's a good question. Yeah, definitely Sean. I love Laura. I'm a big fan of her music. Um, Roderick Jones. He recently relocated to uh, Los Angeles. But boy is nice. He's very he's very nice with it. Um, I like this one dude I recently got put on. I can't remember his name. Um if it comes to me, I'll I'll let you know. Um I like Bobby Jack. um uh, Bobby. Yeah,
0: That's Bobby funny. J or something
1: like that. Yeah, Bobby J. I don't know his name. La- I think Jackson's his last name, but Bobby J, I'm a big fan of him. I would say those those four right there are some of my favorites here in town.
0: Sure, for sure. And it, yeah. so 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 say where you're, which will happen very soon, but DJ65 is international, global. Everyone knows who you are. Like, people are, like, trying to hit you up, everything. Boom, boom, boom. Like, yo, what's up with you? Yo, I want to tap in with you. I want to tap in with you. Who is the first person you're going to accept to do an open show first like if you have the choice you know if you have your selection and you're like you have leverage and you get to choose of course like who you want to open a show for in the world right now like what artist will it be you have to i know that's hard but choose one yeah um and i'm international right yeah international like global people who know exactly who you are it's like like some uh like some uh, DJ Marshmello type shit, except your own vibe, because y'all two different yeah. vibes. But you know what I'm saying.
1: Um, aside from Sean Damo, because obviously, like we're gonna be doing tours together, of course. I would probably of course. Would say say Drizzy Drake. Um, and aside from Drake, Burna
0: Boy those are that's a great that's a great that's a great three bro i'm not gonna cap best friend that you definitely gonna be growing up with and you're gonna blow with for show i love that and then we got drake who's a-
1: you know uh, he, he is hard he's he's a he's the greatest like most successful artist of our generation really exactly. so doing a show with him would be would be legendary and then burning boys got the wave on lock right now so we would go crazy like in the uk or if we did a show in africa I'm already knowing that would just be bananas absolutely sick oh.
0: sick i love that i love that oh, a story. and what like so let's think about when you're creating when you're creating a a, a piece of art you're creating music whether it's your, a dj playlist that you're going to run at an event or whether it's your own production on a song like what does the creative process look like for you? Are you in a dark room? Like, are you, are you outside? Are you eating mangoes? What does that look like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the creative process for me, um, it starts in my, my studio. Um, I got a, a little studio connected to my bedroom. So when I'm in there, I, you know, I feel very comfortable. The light set up to just any color. So I got the one of those color light strips. Um, I'll set that to any random color, let them just change. And I will just dive right in. There's no TV on. Like I'm in. I'm I'm synced in. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of often nope. All the most of the time, there's nobody else even in the room that I'm working with. It's just me and my plethora of instruments and sounds and loops. And I just go to work, bro. Like I've been pushing out some beats as of late that I'm like, yes, I'm right where I need to be. So that's exciting, man. And nice. I just I just cook till I'm there till i'm satisfied you know i could be 3 a.m i could be 5 a.m and then um I'll most of the time i'll have like one revision after i put beat out um and i'll listen to it in my car and i'll be like okay this will make it complete so like i'll have one more session finish it up and then that's it
0: on to the next track love it and like this this isn't this isn't in our in the in the questions i sent you but this just makes me think like you know Again, you said that you had a little bit more freedom than other people, you know, when it comes to being like raised in an African household. But how did your parents feel about you, like going and chasing music, being that it's not such the, it's not the most stable career? It's, you know, obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in the industry and stuff when we talk about like higher levels. So how do they feel about that?
1: Yeah, so my mom has been um, my mom doesn't really see what I do as a job. She sees it as a side hustle um my dad doesn't my dad's not too involved in like what I'm doing in my career but I do know my mom you know she's always advising that I I go back and get my master's and I told her like mom what I'm doing right now like I don't need it you know I would be more valuable if I went to a trade school and got more skills as opposed to sat in a classroom and took tests you get what I'm saying so she still sees what I do as a side hustle but it's going to be a side hustle that
0: retires her. So she'll, she'll see the value in it sooner than later we're gonna have to clip that snippet right there <laughs> I like that that was five. but facts facts absolutely and I um, you know you spoke that into existence and I would like to just speak that into existence for you because your energy's there again yeah. your brand's there um I know like you know you're connected in the city and people know who you are and you have good energy of a good aura to you from the interviews I've seen from the content you post for how you carry yourself so I think that that's definitely <laughs> something that'll happen in the near future my brother so um Let's, yeah, let's, I'm surprised I do have any gear on right now. I'm slacking. Hey, that's funny because I was literally about to say, like, let's talk about the clothing. Talk about the 6.5 collection. What inspires you to come out with some merch? And when did you first release?
1: Yeah, so the 6.5 collection, Um, so my previous... 2016. 2016, I first put my logo on a shirt and had, you know, some Facebook and family supported by some shirts. And I'm like, this is cool, man. Um, but... Over time within twenty seventeen to eighteen, I'm like, you know, I don't have that big of a fan base right now for people to go out of the way and barge. That was the the negativity I was thinking. Like, you know, and that's a that's a simple fact that some people might say, Oh yeah, you know that, that that's not that bad to think. It's true. Like you you know, you're still building your and whether you have five supporters or 5,000, you need to go hard and, and, you know, like the world is watching always. So I launched my website and my clothing brand. I did a relaunch this uh, last year, and the relaunch went crazy. Um, I had a double shoot, got a ton of interactions on the launch video. So never, never discredit yourself or, you know, the support that people could give you. I uh, came up with a bunch of new designs, sent them out to some males and females to kind of get feedback. Uh, got some muscle tank fitness hoodies that have been going crazy. Got new hats, everything. I just like a relaunch, and I'm like, you know what, let me at least create it and get it on the website. Give me a good dropship where I can rely on and, you know, just post. It's not that hard. If people want to support you, they'll support you. Whether that's, like I said, whether you got five fans or you have 5,000 fans, you never know who might be what you so Put it out there. And I I love the clothing line, bro. Like right now, we're pushing the power to the creatives and returners. You can snag those on my website. So, credit, you know, your brand or what you're
0: doing. I love it. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Um, so I have, all right, so talk a little bit about what leaving your, your handprint means. You might've just covered that with a, a second ago or the audio kind of cut out for a second, but, um, if not talk a little bit about what that means to leave your handprint or what does that mean to you at least?
1: Yeah. So leave your handprint. Um, and I got a little backstory. I listened to Les Brown a lot. He's a very, he's a motivational and influential speaker. He is the truth. I mean, it's really changed my life for the better. And he's always big on, you know, what's your purpose for being here? You need to rob the, the grave of, your, of a death, you know? You need to use up every bit of what you're capable of and use up every bit of you while you're in this life. Do not go to the grave, you know, still half, half full. Like, you need to rob the grave of a, of, your, of a death. So he's big on putting everything that you have out there And um, 2019, after I came back from my trip to Ghana, that's when I first started with the slogan, leave your handprint and I first put it on shirts. Now leave your handprint is really just about leaving the world with, leaving the world and people better than you found them. You know, it's really that simple. Whether that just be saying hi to somebody and telling them that, oh, you like their shirt. Oh, you like their shoes Um, or volunteering using your gift to speak positivity, you know, whether it be on social media. There's so many ways we can contribute to a better society. And for me, that's leaving your handprint. You don't have to be a DJ and travel the world and volunteer with kids and make beats and be six, five and all that stuff. Me, I'm just me. You can leave your handprint, however, that may apply to you. But if we all collectively think about, you know, leaving our handprint or just doing something to contribute to the world, contribute to those around um, around us, and just make this world a better place, that's all that leave your handprint is about, you know. So for, I'm very proud to wear that on my clothing brand and push that with my five. Like any any success I see in finance and material, all that stuff is hey, that's just added adding blessings. But if I'm leaving my handprint every day, I know I'm fulfilling my purpose on this world. And I'm
0: happy. Love that. I love that. I love that. That really pushes like the 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 healthy narrative around the importance of chasing legacy instead of chasing wealth or chasing, you know, chasing material means. But really, kind of like for me, that just brings back Nipsey Hussle's message of just being authentic and leaving your legacy by just being authentic to everything you do, true to yourself. And when you're true to yourself and you're authentic true, to you, right? nobody can be you. You know what I'm saying? So you're always going to be leaving your handprint just as long as you're moving with pure intentions, just as long as you're moving That's authentically. So- and just as long as you, you do that consistently, when you do that consistency, legacy will, 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 you know, your death will never be, you know, unnoticed. People will you, always remember. Yeah. Yeah, bro.
1: It's, it's, it's the only way I know to live now. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, this is all I know. If I'm not, I don't know way. I don't know no corporate lifestyle. I don't Nah. what I'm doing right now and keep scaling and keep going up. That's the only way I choose to live my life. I love it.
0: I love it. So what do you <laughs> see? <what> do you, <laughs> that's my favorite thing to say when I'll be hearing like some good stuff. I just be like, hey, I love it. <laughs> yeah, bro. But uh, what do you foresee the future looking like for for you specifically, I would say just your clothing line, but just your entire branding. You as an individual, what do you foresee the next? Let's just give it a time limit, time, time span. The next five years looking like for you.
1: Mm, beautiful. I'm about to go crazy. Um, everything I'm doing now is great, but I did recently just acquire a business partner and, and a fantastic manager. Um, she's been the biggest blessing to my life, and we're about to blow this thing up, bro. Like, I can, I can only say so much, but a lot of it, you're just going to, I'm just going to show and and you're going to see it. I'm more, I'm big on the proof is in the pudding. I'd rather show you than tell you. So, Oh yeah, bro. We're about to go crazy doing shows all over the, all over the world. Um, Expect a lot more music to be heard. Uh, And I would say for that, for that, expect a lot more music to be heard and expect a lot more international business slash, you know, partnerships and a lot more, a lot more kids being helped, you know, because that's, that's the soul of my purpose is, is to, to help kids and inspire them, let them know that they can be great, regardless of what situation they're, they're in,
0: so that's yeah. what I'm on, bro, traveling, music, and, and spreading love. Hey. The, 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 children are the future, and, and the energy you're moving with is amazing, and personally, you know, as a as a, as a man of, of faith, the intentions you're moving in, I, I know that God's going to bless you. And, I, of course, you're going to bless okay. yourself through your own work, of course. But, um, you know, keep doing your thing. Keep grinding. And um, I really appreciate you tapping in for this conversation today, bro. I'm glad we were able to make it happen. I know we were trying for a couple weeks there and then fell off yeah. and then trying again. So I'm glad we got it. We got it, made it happen. And um, I look forward to, you know, having more conversations with you.
1: Yeah, bro. This is what it's all about, man. I appreciate you reaching out and um, I respect that you did your research too, man. That means a lot. And I can see that's why um, this that that's a lot of, um, that's valuable as a host, you know, and speaking, speaking with you, because if you don't know about anything about me, man, the conversation ain't really going to go anywhere. But
0: I, re- I respect and appreciate you doing your research. For sure, bro, for sure. Hey, can of- you can you plug the people? What's your Instagram? What's your website? Where can they find yeah. you? How can they support you financially or just by listening? Like, let, let the people know before we jump off. Yeah, so I, I don't say this, and I've been getting asked this recently. Um,
1: I don't say this in an egotistic way at all, but you can really Google me. Um, DJ space six five. It's S-I-X, the number five, I-V-E. So it's DJ space S-I-X the number five IVE. And that's going to bring up my, my professional business page. It's going to bring on my website. It's going to bring on my Instagram. Everything is congruent on every platform. It's just DJ SIX, the number five IVE DJ six, five. Oh, yeah. um, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you've been to a show, you can leave me a Google review, you know, if you feel it in your heart, but that's where we have,
0: man. All platforms are consistent. DJ six, five. I love it. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tapping in today. All all of you guys who are actual loyal listeners to the Culture Talks podcast, I appreciate you. I know we're not a huge podcast. I know we're not millionaires. I know we're not making millions and millions of downloads, but we are here trying to trying to promote uh, a positive message. We're trying to put the creatives in, in the city, obviously worldwide too, but the city specifically on the map and people to just hear everyone's story, man. So thank you guys for tapping in. Um, anything else you want to say, DJ? Uh, this
1: podcast is a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Everybody out there listening, like what this man is doing is, is, is a blessing. And uh tap in, support him, leave a review, those help us, man. So I want, like I said, I want to thank you again for allowing me to come on here and share my testimony, bro. Keep being a blessing to others because God's going to reward you.
0: Absolutely, bro. I appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the culture talks podcast. Salud!